created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread and our guest, Brandy Scales. I cannot wait for you guys for us to jump into this. This is going to be really, really fun. As I, I'm going to first let Cynthia introduce Brandy, and but Cynthia, why don't you jump in and um, introduce Brandy? Oh yes, I, welcome. I'm so glad to be here to talk to you, Brandy. You do so many exciting things um, besides, you know, being in the NFL world right now. Real estate, photography, your babies. So we're really excited to to meet you, introduce you to everybody, to hear how you're juggling everything, and to like introduce you to everybody and get to know you more. So thanks for coming today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This is such an honor. I am so excited to be here and cannot wait to talk. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I can't wait to dive in. So since we started um, doing our show, Cynthia, right? I think it was during it was during COVID when everyone really was working from home. So they would be packed. And as the last like three weeks, and this is what I kind of state to everyone, the last three weeks, people are going back to the offices. So we're getting a lot of people listening on replay. So if you guys are listening on replay, we want to say, hi, you guys are going to be like just in for such a treat listening to Brandy's story, which is just going to be so fun. As Cynthia said, there's so much behind this woman that's on the stage and at such a young age, what you're doing and what you're juggling and what you have accomplished. And um, I just can't wait to jump in. So Cynthia, I'm going to throw it back over to you. I know. Well, well, I'm actually, Brandy, it's incredible, really, what you're doing. Um, I, I guess, um, oh boy, I'll tell you, um, being in the league so long already, and, you know, let's start with how you, you know, you guys met, how you and Pat met, like, let's talk about that, and, you know, start with, you know, you growing up, like, where you grew up, where you went to school, let's start there. Yeah, okay, so I was a military brat, my dad was in the Coast Guard my whole life, and so... We moved around often, but he always promised us in high school he would never move us. And so I was born in Puerto Rico, and then we lived in Alabama, Virginia, Florida, and then Maryland. And Maryland's where I went to high school, seventh through high school, and I did gymnastics my whole life. So gymnastics took me to Utah State, and I competed for their gymnastics team and met Pat there. So he was playing football for Utah State uh, two years ahead of me so we kind of just met in the training room one day and hit it off um and i like pal was always so special because he was like the most patient kindest person like so genuine um so i like didn't believe he was like too good to be true so i like kind of like ran from him for a while so um we started dating in 2009 and then life happened my career ended um and he came to me he had a fifth year that he was doing he had his master's degree um <clears throat> sorry excuse me and so after that he was like i i want to play professional football and i had been so consumed with gymnastics my whole life that i didn't really know of that world and it wasn't that i didn't like football but i was so consumed with gymnastics that like it was never we never had time to like watch football or get involved and so to me I was like okay like I just like brushed it off and I was like okay I've trained with Olympians so Courtney Kupetz um she went to the Olympics in 2004 she was my teammate growing up so um I've been around these like professional athletes my whole life but I knew that they were just people so that like gave me a, a cool perspective in all of this so Pat tells me and my career had just ended so I was like perfect like I think when you 
end your career. Like I've done this for 18 years. I have not like, I don't know anything else to do, but like now you want to do this career. So I kind of went all in and was like, for sure, like, let's do it. I didn't know kind of what happened. He came out in uh, 2011, which was the lockout year. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of hard start. Um, And he's a long snapper. So there's only 32 guys in the NFL. There's only one guy on a roster per team. So we knew the chances. I think the stat is like 2% of athletes make the NFL. But then long snappers, there's only one spot. So that percentage is so much lower. Um, so we just knew we would do our best and pray and like trust God. And he, um, because of the lockout, they went straight to camp that year and everything was really fast. And so we were with the Ravens, um, and he and Morgan Cox were basically like fighting for the job. Um, and obviously Morgan was a veteran and very good. And he had come through the league and I think we were only there for like two or three weeks. And so we got cut. Um, and at that point, you're like, okay, <laughs> now what? And so we, he knew he always wanted to try for two to three years, and I was cool with that. So after college, we moved to Dallas. That's where my parents were because I knew that he'd be leaving for tryouts and going places, and I wanted to have my parents so that I could have stability and a foundation. Mm-hmm. And they really just did become our rocks and, like, helped us chase this dream. Like, they kind of just dove in with us, which was so cool. Um, we had to move into their house twice so they literally just like kind of took us on so after he got cut the first time um he was working like very odd in jobs knowing that he at any time could get a call and he would have to leave and so we had to find jobs that like understood that but would let him come back (laughs) like so like he'd have to take like two to three days off but like if we don't get signed like can i come back even though i just like bailed on you real fast and so Um, He sold cell phones in a mall, which was like for Verizon. So he worked at a mall kiosk, um, Cabela's. And then he also took a logistics job for Worldwide Technology, which was a connection with a family friend. So we kind of throughout the years worked odd in jobs. But in 2011, we were with the Ravens. And then 2012, that offseason, he was with, we had committed to the Raven or to the Jets. And we were in Pennsylvania. We'd driven from Dallas to New York because we couldn't afford flights. And so we get to Pennsylvania and his agent calls and he's like, hey, the Ravens called, they want you back. And we hadn't like signed a contract yet. So we were like, well, I can't cut us twice. Like, of course we'll go back and not knowing anything about the NFL. Um, And so we tell the Jets we're sorry. We go back to the Ravens and we get through camp and they cut us on final cut day. So that's just how, so we went back. So, and I, during like OTAs and camp always stayed and also worked like odd and jobs that like could pay the bills, knowing that like our life, hopefully one day will be with football. Um, and so during that off season, again, we would just worked on in jobs. Pat would get flown up for practices or workouts and he'd get to most of them and they'd be like, we just need a punter. Like, but we need a snapper, so, like, we're flying you in because, like, we need to test out this punter or we need to test out this kicker. So very few tryouts were actually for long snappers. Um, but he always did it because his one thing was, like, I just need one person to tell me yes. And, like, that was, like, his, like, one thing. He was, like, I just need one person. Like, one person needs to tell me yes, and then, I like, I can make – I can change their mind. Like, I can do this. And so he always kept that perspective. Um, so we went um, – the next season we went Miami OTAs and then Jets for camp. 
and got cut, final cut day again. So that was 2013. And then 2014, during OTAs, we were at Tampa Bay and he um, herniated his disc in his back. So it was like the first day of practice, they were running sprints and he like lost all like move, like he could not run, he couldn't do anything. And so he came home, we knew he needed back surgery. And at this point, it was so hard to like not give up, like, but we were just like, he just always believed so like, and we both believed just so much that he could do it. And so um, like the comeback kid, like he always could, like he always, and he's the youngest of four. So I think like his whole life, he's always been like the youngest and had to prove himself. And so we came back home, we were living with my parents, he got back surgery. And for 12 weeks, he couldn't bend, lift or twist. So like he literally was just like walking around hoping to like, play football and he read mind gym during this time and so mind gym talks about like always keeping your goal like with you so he would carry a football with him everywhere he went like if he went into a different room the football came with him if he was going into the bathroom the football came with him like at bedtime the football sat on his nightstand like he knew that like this is like i had like yes i've had this like huge back back step but like my final goal still and this is year three so like this is our last time like like that and he said like this is it so we don't get invited to camps we're not clear like we get cleared right before training camp knowing that like we're cleared to play but we're not ready to play and so we kind of just trusted God and had to believe that like there was a plan and so he I remember we were it's through December now and like he's had like one or two workouts but no one's really calling because he's had back surgery and that's just kind of a write-off and so I remember we were watching the Ravens on this it was like December 15th or the 7th December it was the first week of December game we're watching the Ravens and for some reason we just turn off the tv and I was like I'm just done like I don't even want to watch football anymore like I'm so frustrated like not that like we're we're just frustrated and we do not make it out of the media room and the Ravens call and we're like what and so um unfortunately Morgan Cox the next play tore his ACL so we knew so they knew us and we've already been with their team we've seen their we knew their coaches we've seen their plays done everything they call Pat they're like we've booked you a flight in two hours <laughs> like we need you here and so we we're like okay so I like pack random stuff and we like flat we're living an hour from the airport at this point so I'm like hurry up let's go like I don't care you can buy whatever you need if you need anything let's go so they end up flying two guys out Pat and another guy and they work out and the other guy has regular season experience Pat's only played preseason experience. So it makes sense. They go with the guy who has the experience. So Pat comes home. He's like, oh, it's okay. Like I was so close. Like it's fine. But like that adrenaline rush, like keeps you hooked, right? Like you're like, oh, okay. Like we're so close. We can't quit. Um, and so we go back home, go back to our life. Um, and two weeks later, Pat gets a call. Or like a week later and Kevin McDermott had gotten hurt. And so they're like, Pat, this is you. Like, we're not even going to fly anyone outside. And like, you, this is your chance. You're going to have to do it. And so I'll never forget. I like get goosebumps thinking about it. I was at work and Pat shows up and I was like, that's weird. Like, I don't know why I'd be here, but it was like six o'clock and he like pulls me aside and he's like, the Ravens called and I leave tonight. And I just like start crying and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so I like looked at my boss and I was like, I have to go. Well, and I think he said like, 
I'm leaving tonight and I'm playing this Sunday. And I like just like literally like lost, I literally like just fell to the floor. And I like called my, I like my, one of my, she was a coworker, but kind of higher up. I like looked at her and I was like, I'm so sorry, but like I have to go and I don't know if I'm coming back. And so we went home, we um, packed all of our stuff. It was, um, so he played the last two uh, regular season games and then two postseason games. So now God has given us reg preseason experience, regular season experience, and postseason experience <laughs> in like the blink of an eye. And so that was 2014. And so he graduated 2011, didn't make a roster until the end of 2014, like final end of the season. Um, and we were lucky that it was with the Ravens. And so he knew the kicker, he knew the punter, he knew the coaches, um, and him and Morgan had actually established a really good relationship at this point. Um, and the Coxes are like one of our really good friends now. And so it's like kind of cool uh, how this all worked out. So Pat finishes the season for the Ravens and then goes through OTAs. And at this point, thank God Morgan's healthy again. So we go, they have to battle again during camp and Morgan ends up taking his job back, which is a good thing like I think now as an, a veteran like that's what you always want right like he should deserve his job back he'd been there for so long so it was a good thing that he got his job back um but I mean we had no job so we go back home and Pat's like oh can't like I like I keep getting this yes and then I keep getting this no and so Pat just kept telling me like I just need to get one yes like now I have that regular season experience now I have that postseason experience like I just need one yes and this yes kind of came in like a weird way. So the Bears was never on our radar because um, Manly was there for so long. And so we get this call that, he, so we drive up to um, Kentucky for Thanksgiving um, with his family. And the day we get there, the Bears call. And I'm like, literally like on Thanksgiving weekend, like with your in-laws, like I'm not even with my family, like I'm with my in-laws, like, and I love them, but it's just different. Like, I'm like, now you're leaving me. And so <laughs> they fly him up on Thanksgiving morning. Um, yeah. And he is, they're playing Thanksgiving. So they're playing that Thanksgiving day. So they fly Pat in on Thanksgiving, they work him out and they send us home. And so I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> like whatever. Um, but previously, um, Pat got called to do a punter workout for them. So he was up there trying out a punter because their punter had unfortunately gotten hurt. Okay. And the one yes came from the kicker. So Robbie Gold watched the practice and saw Pat. And he told the team, he was like, that's my snapper. Like, oh my I need that snapper. And so, like, it didn't come from a coach. It didn't come from a scout. It came from someone who was in the league who he's just there to watch and that was like the one yes like he convinced the team to bring Pat in mm, so great. he on Thanksgiving they like made that change they called us on Saturday morning and they're like hey we're doing it like drive up you're gonna be our guy from here like for the rest of the season at least and so we did not <laughs> return to Texas my parents were like watching our animals and we were like hey like we're halfway here we're gonna keep driving <laughs> so we drove up that Saturday and like he's been there ever since um and it's oh crazy now looking back like so he's been there ever since but he didn't make a roster until 2018 so like kind of weird so 2016 they cut him on final cut day and then brought him back two days later so 2016 and then 2017 um during a preseason game he tore his acl so 
Oh, he was on the roster during that season, but he didn't technically earn his spot. He was on the injured reserve list. So 2018 was kind of the year that he like went through OTs, went through camp, and then on final cut day was the guy. And like for that to take us seven years and like to have that was like the most bittersweet thing. And at that point we had our daughter with us too. So just to kind of full circle come back and it was wild because that was he, that was kind of like he did what Morgan did. He got to come back and then earn a spot and establish his place in the team, which was really cool. Yeah. And I know, Cindy, can I jump in really quickly? Or do, Sorry, do that you... was a lot. I threw no, everything you guys. No, I know. That was fascinating and I loved it. And I know Cynthia has a thousand things to say, but I just want to circle back and just say one thing that stuck to my mind. And this is what I love. This is why I love having these shows because it was the one thing that you said and I was like, Okay, I I know what kind of mentality you have because I know gymnastics. Mm-hmm. My daughter was a gymnast um, until you know uh, until just recently, mm-hmm. but that worth the work ethic that you have as a gymnast is something that not everyone can handle. You know, mm-hmm. gymnastics is is an ath- you know I mean an athlete. You have to be an athlete, but you also have to have that mental c- capability to be able to take all of those. Okay, you fall like you you missed a little. This is I mean, it's such a demanding sport in so many different ways. And the fact that you were able to get where you did you went to college, that you were able to say to your husband, Okay, I know what it is to work hard, right? Mm-hmm. I I know what it is to put that grit in and I know what your dreams are. And so I can be here and sit back. And and Cynthia, I would love to throw this to you too, because I feel like you guys were a special, you know, special partner. You know, you guys got together because obviously God was like, okay, these two are going to work, but not everyone, not, you know, you can, you can't have two people all the time that, okay, I see it. And I can go through those ups and downs because sometimes those ups and downs is what takes people out, right? They're like, I can't do that anymore. So I can't, but so you're built in a way, you know, back to the the gymnastics and then going through everything that Pat is, and then you're supporting him. And and the way you told the story was beautiful, by the way. And and it was not too long because it's your story. It's never too long because I was able to kind of transport myself in there and think and be like, oh my God, I can feel those ups and downs. I can feel Mm -hmm. how that would feel. So I want to talk to, ask you both, that is a special mentality. And do you think that um, in the NFL or even in, in a professional sports, that that's something that you know, the the wife or the spouse and the man kind of need to have together? Or do you think it can be one person that can kind of push that as well? I think one person can do it. I, but I do think it's definitely a, a really good thing that both of us have this mental, um, not drive, but the work ethic. Toughness, yeah. I will also tell you it's like my worst thing because I'm really hard on him. Like because gymnastics made me a perfectionist gymnastics made me like always push for more and have that drive and that work ethic I'm always like pushing him and so like I'll show up back home and I'm like hey I got you six books and we're gonna get like mental toughness and we're gonna do this and he's like it's off season like I just want to sleep and stretch and I'm like sorry (laughs) so or like he'll have like a bad day of course I'm empathetic but I'm like well then you should have done this and he's like cool so sometimes I need to like remember that I'm not like I need to switch and be like just this wife who's empathetic and I'm here for you to like vent versus like pushing you for like always being better. So I think it's a good and kind of a bad thing. Yeah. And I would love, Cynthia, I would love for you just to, because I know I, I was watching your face and I could feel yeah, it. That's a, actually, um, it's funny because that's exactly where, where I wanted to circle back because I feel that so many NFL players 
do meet their spouses in college and so many of those girls are athletes and to me it is really exciting to have that connection because a lot of people that don't understand the game might have said let go what are you holding on to the string for find a job do something else but when you are an athlete for 18 years committed to your own sport um, you know that you you have to live with the consequences of that ask to ask somebody to give up their dream and you know that's the rest of your life so the fact that you know you you pushed him hey you pushed him that's great but you were also there for him and i don't think between your family um and probably because of what your father did and because of what's inside of him and what's inside of you and his family it doesn't sound like anybody was pressuring him to give up his dream and look where he is look where you guys are now because of that and um and to me wow i i would hope a lot of people a lot of especially young guys who you know people don't realize it but so many guys go into the league and you know they don't all get to put the baseball cap on it on preseason you know that they're waiting and they're trying to make the team year after year so Good for you guys um, and good for him and having that support system around him, you know, so that's amazing. Yeah, and I think it is important. We did lose friends because I would have people who I'd know my whole life. They'd be like, you, like, it's time for you guys to move on or it's time for you guys. Like, you did this, like, it's cool, but, like, you have life. And I think how it we, I mean, we did lose friends because we had to stand our ground and I had to show them, like, no, this is something that I believe is possible and he believes in himself and like also we are committed to each other for the rest of our life so if I tell him he can't do this like then I'm living with this consequence for the rest of my life and then there's like anger towards me and I just didn't feel it was never my place it was never my place and it never will be my place to decide when he's done playing football either like so this is his dream Mm -hmm. he knows I'm here to support him the whole time and until he comes to me and says he doesn't want to play or it's not fun anymore it's it's his dream and I'm here to be his biggest cheerleader supporter best friend and confident during all of it so I think that is hard and if I had any advice to the girls or guys going out there I think it's hard to cut people off, especially the ones that you've known your whole life. But the people who don't believe in you aren't on your team until yes. you're on the team. Like those people aren't supposed to be in your life. Like the people who like, we were so fortunate with like all of our best friends and all of the people who still are, have been with us from the beginning. Like they believed in us so hard and like would just like support us and cheer us on. And like you, you have those people in your life and you, really don't have time for the other people who aren't going to be there during the hard times. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Cynthia, and I I love that you brought that up because that was, that was something that really stood out to me as well. And, And I remember you saying that before about that, when you have that drive, you know, as an athlete, whether you played in high school, whether you played in college, mm-hmm. there is something with that whole team sports drive, whether you are, and, and we can go all the way to, you know, to dance, to cheerleading, to all of that. When yeah. you're on a team and you know, okay, I have these goals. It really, really is such an amazing thing to be able to, as you go into life, see how it kind of unfolds. And I, you know, my kids play sports. I played sports. I played college sports. And it really is. I look back at that and I'm like, you know, when it was hard, when I didn't, you know, someone came in and took my position, 
I knew that I had to work harder because I wanted that position back. And they are still my friend. They're still my teammate, but this is what my goals are. And so I love that you guys had such a deep belief in, in each other. I think that's such a special thing. And I think, I mean, in life, even someone that's not in the NFL, right? If, if you see your spouse having a dream and you see and you believe in them, you want to be there and support them. And it is hard. Like, when do you say, okay, it's time to get that real job. I mean, that's like very fine line, right? That's a very fine line. And it's really, I think what you said is such a beautiful thing. It's, it's not your job to say it's time for you, you know, to, to quit or it's, it's really your spouses and and your husband and your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that. So Cynthia, the other thing is I wanted to kind of throw it back to you again, because I could see your face and I literally was like, did any of that resonate? Like, did Michael go through any of that when you guys were in your, you know, young years? Um, because those ups and downs, I mean, that's, as Brandy said, the adrenaline just is what keeps you right. has to keep you going. Can you yeah. share any of your experience in there? Uh, well, yeah, actually it's pretty interesting in that, you know, Michael played 12 years, but we never knew he was going to play 12 years. I mean, if somebody told us that, um, when we first went to the New York Jets, And as his coach, you know, Bud Carson said, he was so green. He was just so green. Um, He had friends and coaches that told him to get a desk job, you know, when he got cut at that first, you know, training camp um, from San Diego. And he really had to isolate himself. And it was really disheartening. He he always remembers those people that told him to get a desk job. And, um, you know, me, I was so in love that every time he got cut, I was so excited to get him at the airport. And my friends were like, does she, does she know that's not a good thing? I mean, I mean, we're happy for her that she's going to see Michael, but does she realize he just got cut? So I wasn't really aware of where we were going. I just knew I was in love with him. But, um, but yeah, we, um, we, I would wait for the phone call like, hey, should I bring the kids? It's like, um, you know, he went to from New York two years to Arizona for five years. And when we were in Arizona, it was still kind of like, okay. And I'd have to wait for that call to say I'm comfortable and, you know, come bring the kids out. Cause he didn't want us to move all the way out there and then move all the way back. So I think that when he got to Philadelphia, he actually felt like, okay, I'm here and it was comfortable, but then you're on your way out. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, I think I experienced a lot. So, but for you though, I have to be honest with you. I was kind of I was floored because, you know, we went through that for two years getting in and I wonder what it would have been like for, you know, for all those years. And I just, I really applaud you guys. I applaud you. I applaud your family, his support system. And I'm so excited for you guys because that to me, I wish everybody knew about that because yes. then we shut everybody up and let people do what they want to do and need to do. You know? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I think this has made us like, the biggest cheerleaders of like the little guy um and the underdog like we and it's so crazy so like how this now has come full circle is this we're going into year eight with the bear well with year eight with the bears and like you said cynthia like i like the average like length of an nfl career is two and a half years and so we it took us so long to get in that for so long we were so uncomfortable being in not because, and I think some people take that and they're like, we think we were ungrateful. We weren't ungrateful, but we were so scared of it ending that we didn't like, we didn't like enjoy it because we were always so scared. And like, and I think you just, so now like Pat is the oldest guy on the team, 
for the bears right now and so like now he gets to turn around and it hit him they reported this week and so he called me i think tuesday or wednesday and he was like brandy like i went from being this guy who like could not make a team and he was like i just became the leader of a team like oh, I just became amazing. I have like tears in my eyes. He was like, I just became like the guy that everyone's gonna look up to. Obviously, he's not the quarterback or he's not like this like who everyone else sees as like the head of the team, but like he's in the locker room, like he's the oldest veteran on this team to help these young guys, to help like the rookies coming in, the guys who are gonna be on practice squad, like he's this person who's gone through it, like, he can tell them all, like, I know where you're at. Like, I know that, like, you, like, want to make this team so bad, and I've been here, and look what I've done. Like, you right. motivate these guys and, like, be this person who can, like, tell them, like, you can do it. Like, we were we were not drafted. We were never the guy who, like, just, like, and those guys are still so special because they made it. But, like, we've been through the trenches, and now he can talk these guys through it and help them out, which I think is really cool. And um, your story. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's that's what this whole platform is about. This is why, you know, Cynthia and I started this. And, and this is what, you know, Cynthia's dream is to have young, you know, young wives and spouses and, and veterans talk to those people that are in the league and those women that are going through this right now. And you saying, listen, just hold your ground, get that support system. If it's, if it's your spouse's dream, stick with them, you know, mm-hmm. see where it takes them. And um, I think that's just such a beautiful thing because not only is Pat going to help, but your story is going to help so many in, um, out there that are going to listen and say, wow, okay, you know what? I need to change my mindset. I need to think, okay, these hard times are what kind of gets me through. So I do want to ask you a question there. And I think it, it probably, you know, growing up, as we, we talked about, growing up in the military and then also the gymnastics is probably what gave that to you. What do you think gave that to Pat? Like, what is a little bit of his background that he kind of had that as well? Or do you think it was a lot of your support kind of helping him grow that? Um, so his dad was a corporate salesman. So they had to move all the time and grew up everywhere. He was the youngest of four. So I think moving around yes. also and being the youngest of four, I mean, there was three boys, one girl. So like he was always like being handcuffed to beds or like <laughs> doing like the stories that they have, of, like torn, they just like tie him down and tickle him. Like, I think he like was always having to fight to like prove himself. And so, like, long-term, this now, like, made him a fighter to never give up. And so, um, and he does, he'll tell me, like, I couldn't have done it without you. I do believe he could have. I don't think, I I think he's strong enough to do it by himself. But I think having me as his support system and having us be a team in this and knowing that, like, he could come back and be upset. Like, I remember, it's so silly. He got cut one time and I had to head to work. So like he had to get her, I think my parents might have picked him up and brought him to our apartment. But I just like left sticky notes around the house. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like you really did great. And he, I found them when we were moving. And I was like, that's so funny that like he kept these things that like, we're just like, I have always been like the biggest person, like biggest supporter, which is really cool. It is cool. The one thing I have to say that I also think, um, like a lot of, you know, young NFL women really need to hear from you is that while we're supporting our families, um, we are not putting ourselves on hold all the time. And it sounds like you haven't missed a beat in terms of what your passions are in your career and in your family. So I would really love to start with, you know, the fact that, you know, you have a real estate company and you're also involved with a real estate. Um, is it a podcast or a platform that has no, we do a podcast. Um, it's yeah. millennials, and so the four of us talk about 
all things real estate. Um, also kind of give like, if you're wanting to be a realtor, what it's like on the inside, but also for our friends and family members who want to know like what we do. Um, it's also for like kind of for everyone, which is really cool. Um, and we just recorded our 34th episode yesterday. So we're brand new, but we're like knocking it out, which is really cool. So I do that. I have my real estate license. So I always, because of gymnastics, because of all of the things I've always handled, I think I went from full-time school, full-time like practicing. And then I was always like kept busy. Like I don't know how to just be. Right. So I needed this something. So when Pat was, so 2016, I taught Pure Bar. Well, let's back up. So in 2013, 2014, um, it was 2013. So 2013, Pat and I lost all of our jobs within four days. So I was working marketing for a construction company. He was doing finance for the sister company while playing for the Jets. So we were in off season with the Jets. My company folded on, well, the company I was working for. So I was working for this company. That company folded on Friday. Pat got cut from the Jets on Saturday. And the sister company that he was working for folded on Monday. So within four days, we lost every single job we ever had. And Pat knew that we still wanted to play football. So we were like, okay, what can we do? My parents, again, like really, I don't know if we would have done it without them. Um, there was times like we couldn't afford for him to fly to like camps for like long snapping and they would pay for that or they would pay for like the net for him to snap. Like they literally were just so gung-ho on it. Like they did so much. So my parents let us move back in with, their, with them at their house. And at that point we knew that like we didn't, ever want to be able to like risk not being able to do football. Like we knew that we had to make money if we wanted to play football because we couldn't just like go into debt. And so my whole family has been photographers our whole life. So I always was behind a camera, but never thought of it professionally because it was just what we did. Um, and I like had this like aha moment. I was like, I can, I can start doing photography. Like I'll open my own photography business, my own film company. Like that will mean like I have flexibility, but I can like hustle. And right. so I did that. Um, and I think a, a lot of people would never want to say this, but I think it's important to let the girls who are going through this know Pat had to file for unemployment during that time. So like people think like, oh, NFL player, but like we are real people going through the struggle. So Pat mm -hmm. filed for unemployment. I started my company. Um, and so I shot weddings um, and families and just kind of all of my friends who like would let me, I would do photography and then their referrals grew. Um, in 2016, I shot mostly weddings, which was so much fun and I loved, but then I caught the video bug and I wanted to do film, like making videos, doing wedding videos. And then I fell into birth photography. <laughs> so yes. I switched completely, 2017, I started shooting births. Um, and that was like where I fell in love with like, just like I, not that I, I just didn't love posing people. So I didn't love like going and like taking the same picture every weekend with the same, like same bridegroom, like every weekend, different weekend, same picture, different weekend. So I fell in love with birth photography um, and then we got pregnant. So then I kind of had to take a step back from that. Cause I was like, well, I can't plan things cause I have a baby and I want to enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had her, but I taught Pure Bar also because I still needed something to do. <laughs> um, so I taught Pure Bar um, in 2016, 2017, and then I continued on until um, 2019. So I would just kind of stay at home, be mom, 
do pictures whenever anyone kind of asked me to and then top pure bar it got me out of the house like three times a week so i like was able to like go do my thing come home and be mom um in 2019 um i started i started like getting that interest of having my real estate career um cynthia i think you can totally relate to this we know football ends at some point so i was like well i want to have a career where I can hustle and I can serve others. Like I have this work ethic, but I also love serving people and real estate was kind of this like all encompassing thing. And so in the fall of 2019, I started thinking about getting my license and kind of reading up and taking classes. Um, in 2020, the world changed. And so I, Pat was home for off season training during that time. I studied, passed my test, got my license. And then he left in August of 2020. My best friend moved in with us. And so he lived with us for like five weeks. And he was like, I'm doing this because you have like your four week onboarding with your, your company. And like, you're going to have to figure this out. You've got five weeks, four or five weeks. Like I'm going to give it to you. Like he could work remote. And so he like helped me juggle the kids and do everything. And it was just like, Josh really like saved my life and helped my career. So, um, I love we, that. So I just kind of like did that all. And then 2020, we couldn't live in Chicago um, just because of how strict everything was. We didn't want to ever be a risk um, with exposing him. And then 2021, I had like kind of set the world on fire with my career that I was like, I can't remove myself fully. Like I want to be there. So we made the commitment that we would be at every home game. And we, and I like, and we're doing this because we're preparing for the future. So I know like your real estate career like takes like two to three years to take off. So hopefully during this bridge, we're bridging like gap, bridging the gap for when his career ends, then he can come home and we won't have to stress about what he wants to do. Um, because I've gone through it. I think I understand that your career ends and you kind of realize like you have this, um, I don't know who I am, like an identity crisis. And so I want Pat to be able to come home and like sit with his feelings and feel it all and not have to be like, well, I have to provide for my family. Now I have to get a job that like I might not love or throw myself into something that like I can, I can't give my all to. I mean, they're on the, they're living the dream. Like Pat is the only guy dancing on the sidelines every single game. He has the time of his life. And so I think like that's also something he can bring to these players is like, this is the best job you're going to ever have. Like, this is the dream. Like, we're living the dream. And so I want him to be able to come home after this is all said and done and be able to be dad or, like, just do whatever he wants and go see all of his friends that, like, we haven't had the time for and to do. So I am have been just building my career and kind of my little empire down in Dallas, but we promise to never miss a home game. So we're at every home game weekend. So last year, the Bears had every other away game. So we've never been scheduled like that. Normally it's like back-to-back -back home games. Cynthia, you know, like it's normally like you get some spread. Right. Um, so we ended up traveling every single week last year, me and the kids. <laughs> it was just me and the kids. And they are the best. I think we've kind of just thrown them into a tornado. So they just like go with the flow and like they know nothing else. And so it was so cool and crazy because last year was the first year. It felt normal. But unfortunately for us, like we remember the times when our kids can be on the field. Or our kids could like hug dad. Our kids can like, I couldn't even hand my daughter over the railing last year to like right. give him a hug. So like so she remembers, and I think she's old enough to remember those things because like she would be so upset. Um, and so yeah. I just started kind of doing my career and then my real estate, I love it. It gives me this opportunity to be flexible with my time, be home with the kids, but also be in Chicago. And so 
I really love it. And then Keller Williams also just started a sports and, and sports and entertainment like field. And so I joined it because I want to be able to give back to our athletes. Like I want to be, I think you're looked at differently when you tell people who your husband is. And I think sometimes people treat us differently and that was never something we welcomed. I think we are very normal people. Pat has a very cool job. That's what we tell our kids. Like we're very like normal people. We're grounded and Pat gets to live out his dream and career, which is so cool, but we're not special. That doesn't make us special. That doesn't make us better than anyone. Um, and so we, um, the sports entertainment industry, like I want to be this bridge between girls and families who like need realtors or need help. Mm -hmm. I now have this network of high class agents that are seeing professional athletes all day. So I know that I can hand you off to someone who not only will treat you like a family or a friend, but like very professional with you and not be like, oh my gosh, it's past scales. Like, cause there's, I mean, we wanna, I just, we wanna fly under the radar. I mean, and we've had it in Chicago where people post our addresses in the newspaper. Like, I don't like, you it was just so cool that I've now been with my career given this opportunity to serve our professional athletes and families on a different perspective off the field in their future, like in their lives now and in their future to come. Well, you know, it's interesting. And that is the, the number one reason that we're having this conversation today is because of the whole real estate concept and how we're really with the playbook. I'm really leading towards, um, haven't made it a definite decision, but I'm leaning towards making this particular volume, the real estate issue. I might wait until next year to make it the real estate issue. But the most important thing is I'm trying to gather up as many individuals in that real estate industry as possible, um, not only for commercial real estate and investment, but because like what a lot of people don't understand is that it is scary business out there when you're a young rookie, young family coming into a new town, a new team, who's out there with the sharks and people are waiting to take advantage of you and you're scared. I mean, you're scared to do the, the viewings alone because that's frightening and not secure because you never know what somebody might say. And the other or part who, is- Or who they bring with them. Yes, exactly. And then, the, and then of course it's like, don't use your name because they're going to, they're going to kill you if they find out who you are. And so, you know, use your maiden name or have somebody else go for you. So the fact that you're in and you're in that group, I'm sure everybody in Dallas is loving that. And I hope that they're all getting your name because right away that means trust. They can trust you. You know? Well, it's so cool because the sports and entertainment industry is nationwide. So mm -hmm. I can call someone and be like, hey, I have a Rams player who's moving to Charlotte. And I've already connected. I already have a realtor in Charlotte waiting for them. That's and I awesome. can connect you with this person who I know has already dealt with professionals. And I'm on them. Like, it, it's on me to make sure that they're treating you like I would treat you. And exactly. Or like, hey, and, and I think a big thing is, too, people think, especially for the younger guys i think the veterans have we've seen it so we know like the younger guys come in and they get so excited and they're like i want to buy a house or i want to buy this and i'll never forget pat's second um camp with the ravens they had everyone raise their hand who was a rookie who had already bought and he looked at them he was like you are stupid that was a stupid <laughs> decision and pat came home he was like i'm kind of like don't even know like why he would say that but it's when you now know, you're like, it's not. So even if like I'm this point of contact, they call me like, we don't know what to do. Like, 
what should I do? I'll be that person to be like, well, maybe you should rent for the first six months or maybe rent for the first year because I think some realtors are so stuck on getting that sell, right? That they see their number, they see their salary, they forget that their salary is minus taxes, agent fees, where they live, their debt, student loans. Like they forget, like this isn't what we're seeing in our bank account. Like, so sometimes these athletes are taking advantage of where we should, like, it's never about the money for me. It's about providing the service and protecting you long-term to make sure that like, I'm putting you in the hands of someone who is going to, if it's better for you to do a lease, then we're going to do a lease. Like it, it doesn't. So finding these people like, and just being the solid ground for these families and girls when they don't really know what the right answer is, or even just to jump on a call and talk to them. Like, I think it's so cool that we've been given this length of time in the NFL. And now that Pat is this old veteran guy, like I've kind of switched this flip of like, I want to be this person for everyone that like, I wish I had, because I was so scared to enjoy it and like be there for like so many years that now I'm like all in and like want to give back to everyone that's and like awesome. show them how amazing this this really is. And and that and that's what you're doing, right? I mean everything that you just said, like it literally my heart was like bursting because it's this is these are the stories that are not heard, are not told. And that's why this this show, this platform is so awesome that we're able to do that. We're able to have you share those stories and then it can go out to all your networks. Cynthia can put it on thread and the other girls can hear, okay, you know what? I need to reach out to Brandy. This is so smart. And I know, you know, Cynthia talked about in the beginning with the real estate. And I think it's such a brilliant thing that you stopped and were like, okay, I want Pat to be able to come home and, and, and rest because it is something that, again, people from the outside don't think about. But when you really think about it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's a transition. You know, that was Pat's dream for all of those years. He worked that hard. And then all of a sudden one day it can be over and it doesn't matter how strong of a mindset you have, that is going to make you sit back and you're going to have to reflect. And the fact that you're going to be able to give him that space, I'm sure every spouse in in professional athletes would like to do that. So the fact that you can share that story and really tell them, listen, set yourself up so that can happen is such a beautiful thing. And you really are, you know, a beautiful person. And then also the support system. That's something that I want to touch back. And I know we've talked about it a number of times, but you've brought that up. You have such a great support system. You know, the fact that your friend was like, okay, I know this is your dream. I'm going to come and help you with the kids. And you're just going to be able to do that. It's a really important thing for all of us to think about, you know, wherever we are in the world, think about who is in your circle and think about who's there really rooting you on and cheering you on and who wants you to succeed other than the person. And, and, and Brandy, as you said, they could be your closest friend, but mm-hmm. they don't support you in that way. And sometimes you just need to sit, you know, that, that friend can be put at an arm's length, mm-hmm. but they're not someone that needs to be in your circle. Because if you have dreams and aspirations and you know what you want, it is really important to go for it and then have those people, you know, you can do it. And you, you guys know, I mean, we all know raising kids. That's one of the things, right? When you're, when your kid looks at you and, and you know, Hey, you can climb that wall. Go for it. I know you can climb that wall. And they jump and do it because they have you looking at them and saying, I know you can do it. You know, as adults, it's the same. You need that those people around you that can say, I trust you, but I also trust that you have confidence and I trust in your ability to be able to do something. I know you can do it. So go out and do it. So I love everything you just said. I think it's such a beautiful thing and it's such an awesome thing that, you know, we have you on here being able to share that and talking to people, not just in the league, outside of the league, because you really are a a beautiful human. Thank you. Yeah. And I really love that. um, So there's a lot of life choices 
that we get in the NFL that a lot of people don't realize, you know, usually you get married and you have a family and you live together. Um, well, we're faced with the opportunity to make decisions that are best for us. And, you know, some of those decisions mean let's not live together. Um, some of them mean let's rent where we play and go home for the off season, or some of it, like, let's move where we are. Those are, those are kind of crazy choices when you think about it. And like I always went about it with saying, um, let's do it until it doesn't work. And if it isn't working, then we'll re regroup and we'll figure something else out. And sometimes we were surprised. I mean, I remember when Michael went to coach for Philadelphia, we, uh, we were long distance for five years. I was like, wow, five years. <laughs> Who would have thought five years of my marriage? I was like dating my husband. But we had so much fun, you know, and it just worked. Our kids were in college and, and it was like, it was pretty cool. And, um, and when we were in the league, we, we just rented wherever we were. And, um, and sometimes I would take my time getting back because he was like, take your time getting back, you know, because I'm, I'm doing this. And so and what you're doing, you're, um, you're anticipating something that he hasn't even gone through yet, which is really interesting to me. You're anticipating the fact that he might need time to pause and figure out what it is that he wants to do next. And you're allowing him that space by being settled yourself, which is really incredible. Amazing. Really incredible. Yeah, and I think too, like he, so we, I calculated it the other day, we only spend 12 weeks together as a family, like 12 full weeks throughout the whole year, we get 12. And so, um, and obviously if we decide to go up for some weeks during football season, that changes, but without football, we have 12 weeks. And so I think too, having small kids, our kids are three and four. Um, I see them all the time, right? So I'm here with them. And so he... It's a, it's a sacrifice we've decided and agreed on, but like he misses some of that. So I do want to allow him to come home and be dad. Like I want him to like, if that's what he wants to do is be a stay-at-home dad for three years. Like I want to be able to be like, do it. Like I've literally built my career so, that, so you can do that. Like I'm handing you the keys to the car now. I want you to be this person that like you can take the time or maybe you don't want to take the time. So I just... I hope that we're planning perfectly for everything. <laughs> and you and and right and and it's gonna it's gonna play out how it's supposed to. So I do have a question with that because that that brings me to, to the thought: twelve weeks of him not being with playing, so he can be completely one hundred percent present. Am I correct mm -hmm. on that? Yeah. I mean, which is if you think about it, you know, like my husband, we lived in New York City for you know when when my kids were little, and he would literally leave for the office before they woke up, and he would. Mm -hmm come home before, the, and they were already in bed. Yeah. And it was because they went to bed at seven and they woke up, you know, um, at seven. It was like, you know, that seven to seven when they were a certain age. And um, I remember being like, okay, we live in the city and you're working such long hours. Like this is, it's now I look back on it and it's crazy because we were always going at such a speed. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, during certain times or if he had, you know, was out of work or, or COVID, those were the times that I was like, oh my gosh, we all can just pause. And my husband got time with my kids that he never would have gotten. Yeah. And it was such, you know, as much as it, it was terrible what was going out in the world, it was such a special time for us mm -hmm. that it was, and even when there was a period where he was out of work for a year and I remember we looked at each other and he was like, I think that was one of the best years. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and as much as we had stress of being like, okay, what are we doing and all of that, we didn't let that get to us because it was like, we are all together. We're all healthy. And 
you know, I, I'll take, if you want to take them to school, that's totally fine. But if you also don't, I want you to look for a job, right? I want you to take care of you, but whatever you want to fold yourself into, please do. And I just remember he was like, this was awesome. Like, I really, really appreciated this time that I had and not everyone gets that. So my question to you, very long winded is when you like, do you, do you ever, have you thought of that? Like that time where it's just him being able to really be present and Cynthia, the same thing for, for you guys, like, is it, do you think it's different than someone that has the, you know, nine to eight job and they're going and going and going, do you feel like you get more quality time or is it still just life? Do you know what I mean? No, we normally, it's so funny. So like 12 weeks, that's also like our friends really demand us to like come hang out with them and do things with them. But we've really tried to commit to like stop and like just spend time. Like if we want to sleep in with the kids one day, we sleep in. Or if we want to like do like if we want to drive to Florida and spend time at our beach house, like we just do that for a week. Like I think because in the older we get to, I think we are able to appreciate it more. Um, and just to just take that time and like go on day dates. And like we still like during this off season, so we still had our kids at daycare. They go um, 20 hours a week. So not that long, but long enough for me to work and then get them. But when Pat was home, normally we would have stopped that. This time I was like, no, because I want time with you. Like I want to like go on a right. date for lunch and I want to go work out and do Pilates together. And so I think this was the first time that like we really were just like at a standstill and we wanted to like play house almost because we don't get to be together all the time. And so this off season, we really did just pause. And like, I mean, I still worked and tried to get everything done, but like I tried to remember that like our marriage has to come first and yeah, our family is, it's the slow time is very important. It's true. It is a special time. I have to say that off season um, was always so endearing and people don't realize that, you know, you mourn come August when those guys leave and you lose that, you know, company and the kids lose that dad that is on his hands and knees and doing everything with you. And they do other than their workout schedules, you know, um, it really is an endearing time that I personally look back on and my kids do too with like so much love because such good memory of that time that, that we were lucky. You're right. It's a very lucky time to have that so much quality time in a year um, during the off season. Right. And I can see that. I mean, because that's the thing. All of a sudden I thought about it and I was like, it's yeah. short. But like when I was saying it's short, I like stopped because I was like, you know, for many years, we we didn't have that. Like, right. you know, Dan was, you know, he would, I would be like, oh my God, this is what happened today. And I, it was just me. And, and we lived in the same city that he was working. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it was like, when you live in that city, you have to hustle to make the money to be able to live in that city. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, so that, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause that literally just popped into my head and I saw that 12 weeks and I was like, oh yeah, that's like a pause. Especially when the kids are little, you can just pause. And as Brandy, you said, I could see you guys sleeping in and doing that stuff. And, you know, um, but again, you don't always think about it, right? Cause it's, it's right. your life. And so you're not going to think about it from someone else's side. So and when it goes away, it's fierce and it's fast when it goes away. And, yeah. and you know, Brandy, I wanted to um, talk to you. I wanted to um, connect with you on one area that I think is so exciting and that we both share photography and should, you know, photography for me um, was the root in is the root of everything that I do. And you had mentioned that, you went from doing the families and the weddings and the videos to the, um, birthing children. And I just want to share with you 
that watch how much photography will travel with you and watch how many times you'll change why you're using this amazing craft that you have that is connected to you. And even probably in your real estate, you'll use it. And then someday you'll have this other passion where it will come in and it's just this ongoing gift that travels with you. So I'm excited for you that you have it. Yeah, thank you. It is so special. Like photography really, and even just now when I'm not really taking clients, but I'm able to use it for my kids, like for like an on special events and our son starts baseball on Saturday. So I like can't wait to take his picture. It's just such like a special thing that like is such a craft. But once you know and like know how to do it, it's just so cool and special. So I'm like, thank you. It's so cool. Yeah, it is. I love that we can connect on that too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It's so awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I mean, I know we're coming to the top of an hour. I just wanted to say thank you, you know, Shelby, Lily, um, Jocelyn, Jen, Lewis. And uh, I know there's been like people in and out. And again, we've had a number of people just staying on LinkedIn. We actually just had someone on LinkedIn say, this whole conversation reminds me a little of the scene from Friends when Phoebe says, he's your lobster. You're obviously meant to always be together and each other's support system, which I think is so special. Um, Yeah. So I love that comes through LinkedIn. You know, people just, you know, she said, I'm I'm so loving this conversation. I just kind of found you. And that's one of the reasons why I love Fireside because that, you know, if people can't be in the room because they don't have the app, but they're like, oh, I'm on, you know, social media, especially at this time, it kind of pops up and they jump in and, and this is where storytelling is so important because the way you shared your story, you kept those people on LinkedIn. You kept those people on YouTube. You kept these people here because you have a beautiful way of sharing your story. And so um, just always do that because it really, you can see your heart, but you're also, you're really helping other people. And we all have stories. You know, Cynthia knows this is like a huge passion of mine. We all have all have stories, whether you're the, you know, the man that picks up the trash to the man that's the CEO to the long snapper. We all have family. Mm-hmm. We all have, you know, we all have our stuff. We all, you know, kind of are raised certain ways and everything about us is a teachable moment to someone else. We just have to stop and listen. So Brandy, thank you so much for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread. It has been an honor. I love learning from, you know, just just other people's lives just really light me on fire and and keep your drive. I mean, I know you're a gymnast, so you will always, and, and you have the military background, so you're, you're always going to have that. You are, you're, you're built, yeah, you are built you for this. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure and I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Yes. And Cynthia, always, I love, I, you know, I love, and I always love learning. This is the other reason why I love having, you know, uh, other people on as well. Cause I always will get a little bit of Cynthia that I didn't know or, <laughs> and I saw when I said, when I was asking the question, I know she didn't realize where I was going with it, but then that 12 weeks, she was like, it brought you back. It yeah. totally brought you back. And I saw your face expression. So it's, uh, it's special. But, you know, thank you everyone again for joining YNS Live. There's people in your life that needs to hear the story, whether they're in the NFL, whether they're, you know, in other sports. But the thing that's really cool is there's people that you have that maybe you don't realize, oh, their husband played, you know, in the NFL or they played in the NBA. And this story is something that is going to help them. So make sure you share it. And we will see you guys next week and the week after. And uh, Cynthia and I have some really fun stuff coming up. I can't wait to tell you some spinoffs. Like this little little polka. Um, But guys, thank you again so much for joining. We'll see you you. later. Bye. 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 Thanks, Brandon.